It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, and I hope you enjoyed the last episode of Locked On Thunder, which you may have just wrapped up since we got it out late last night. But if you haven't heard it, I would encourage you to go to LockedOnPodcast.com, LockedOnThunder.com, or just go to Google or Alexa and say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. And thank you very much for supporting Locked On Thunder. The whole time I've been doing this, I cannot tell you uh, how overwhelmed I have been with the responses that I get from this podcast, but it's been it's been fantastic. And I don't think I've ever had more fun covering a team than I have the Oklahoma City Thunder over the past five years. Also, I'm going to go ahead and mention now I'm a credentialed member of the media. So now I've got that whole introduction out of the way. And I worked for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Now that you've got all that, Let's talk about what's coming up on today's show. No Alex Sabrinas for tonight. That is just a bold prediction for myself. And of course, by the time this um, podcast gets out, there could be an announcement on Alex Sabrinas that he could in fact be playing. But I'll tell you when I think we will see Alex Sabrinas. No Anthony Davis tonight. So that makes tonight not a money game. We'll discuss that, what that means for Jaleel Okafor. More importantly, what does it mean for Steven Adams? Because that's the guy that we really care about on this podcast and what will we see from Steven Adams tonight that um, maybe we haven't seen actually I don't think there will really be anything we haven't seen from Steven Adams but are we sitting up for a night for him to go off and then finally we will wrap up segment number one on talking about Victor Oladipo Uh, this dude looks like he is going to be out for the rest of the year and that sucks he is going to need season-ending surgery, and I think a lot of Oklahoma City Thunder fans, and I know the organization's very upset on Victor Oladipo's behalf. In segment number two of the Locked on Thunder podcast, James Harden is going to sit himself up to win the MVP hands down. We'll take a look at some of the midseason awards now. I had a chance to see what CBS had voted on, what their NBA writers had voted on as the midseason awards. I will tell you what I agree with, what I don't agree with, but there was one unanimous decision for one award. We'll tell you what that is. And we'll wrap things up today by talking about uh, why it sucks to be a guy. Normally it doesn't. Normally it doesn't suck to be a guy, but last night's game with Utah and the Denver Nuggets prove to me that that if you're a man, it sucks. Like you get put in situations where you have no recourse of action and you just have to dive head in and do some really stupid stuff. I'll explain what all that is coming up in segment number three. Let's jump into it now here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Not a money game tonight at the peak. Um, sucks for you if you're a fan. 
because if you're paying your hard-earned money, you don't get to see one of the NBA superstars in Anthony Davis. You still get your money's worth, though, in Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Steven Adams, three guys that could possibly be all-stars. You you have that, but it can't replicate what happened against the Portland Trailblazers, meaning you're not going to go watch Anthony Davis go off, watch all these guys from the Thunder go off, and then watch the Thunder win. However, you will see the Thunder win tonight. I don't have any doubt in my mind right now. I love the way that this team is playing. There's a lot of intensity there. There's a sense of urgency. I'm just hoping that we've seen the last of the multiple game losing streaks. And what I mean by multiple game losing streak is anything longer than two is multiple games. I can handle a two-game losing streak. That's going to happen throughout the NBA season. You're going to have guys get banged up. You're going to be tired. You're going to be playing back-to-back. Sometimes you go on the road and then come home on the back-to-back. You're playing three or four like the Thunder did the other night. I can live with back-to-back losses. I can't live with three-game lo- I can't live with three-game losing streaks and longer anymore out of this team because they're above that. They are quite frankly too good to go on any sort of extended losing streak even with the issues that they're having behind the arc and at the free throw line they are too athletic too versatile too good at rebounding too good at scoring points in bunches for them to ever lose so many games in a row where you're questioning what this team is going to be able to do come the postseason so I don't want to see any more of that garbage the rest of the season um, and that mean, and this is not the most animated you've ever heard me that I know. It's just, it's annoying with as good as the Oklahoma City Thunder are. No Anthony Davis tonight, um, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, and I think at the beginning of the segment, uh, what Adrian Wojnarowski is saying is there's a finger fracture. New Orleans is calling it a sprain, but Jalil Okafor is the guy that's going to uh, start. He's got to deal with Steven Adams. I believe that he's going to play Steven Adams extremely tough and extremely physical tonight. And I would not be surprised if we see Steven Adams get into a little bit of foul trouble. He's usually pretty good about that. But if I look, if I am a backup center, okay, or if I'm playing Steven Adams, all right, if I'm playing Steven Adams and I know that I am as strong as he is, or I feel like I can match him physically. But he is the better player on the court. And a lot of times, that's what Steven Adams is when he goes up against team centers. I'm doing everything I can to get him into foul trouble. I'm doing everything I can to get under his skin, get him a little bit emotional. And where I will say that that is difficult for any player is that Steven Adams doesn't do a whole lot of reacting, at least to himself. Where Steven Adams will react is when you start messing with his teammates. That then becomes a problem because he is... Taking on not full-fledged enforcer role, but enforcer role enough that Russell Westbrook never has to worry about somebody doing something to him and there not being a Steven Adams there to make it right. Paul George never has to worry about that. Steven Adams can take a lot. He's got a high pain tolerance. He's got a high tolerance of you being annoying. To him, he's got a high tolerance of you being physical to him. So really, honestly, if you're Jalil Okafor, it's almost like you're going out there and just hoping for the best. And if Steven Adams goes for 20 and 10 tonight, you really have to live with it. As far as Alex Sabrinas goes, there could be an update by the time that we publish this podcast, um, simply because I don't have time to go out to Oklahoma City's practice today. 
And there could be an announcement on Alex Sabrinas, but if there's not, and I always reserve the right to be wrong here on Locked on Thunder, I believe the first we will see of Alex Sabrinas is Tuesday night in Orlando. Sit him out tonight versus Knopp, and then sit him out versus Milwaukee, and then bring him back into the fold against Orlando, and limit his minutes. From Billy Donovan, I'm not too keen on throwing Alex Sabrinas out there for a very long time, unless I've got Terrence Ferguson or Hamadou Diallo in foul trouble. I'm just I'm I'm bringing Alex Sabrinas along slowly. And as I said yesterday on the podcast, I get the feeling that Alex Sabrinas is in the doghouse to some extent. And that's why Billy Donovan's not playing him. Whatever this personal issue was, it really feels to me, and granted this is all opinion, it really feels to me that the Thunder may not have agreed that it was a personal issue. The Thunder may not have wanted Alex Sabrinas to take any time off. There may have been some sort of disagreement about certain things Alex Sabrinas was doing, but whatever the case, Alex Sabrinas is not getting the, what I would call the regular NBA treatment of, all right, something happened, there was a dust up, now get your butt back on the court and let's go play and put it behind us. There is, there's something there. There is something at the root of this that's irritated the Thunder, either irritated Alex Sabrinas' teammates or Sam Presti or Billy Donovan, and now Alex Sabrinas is paying the price for it. I'll even go so far as to say, again, reserving the right to be wrong on all this, I'll go so far as to say that Alex Sabrinas' days in Oklahoma City are numbered. Well, I guess really all of our days are numbered when you think about it. Boy, that was dark. That took a real dark turn real quick. Um, Alex Abrinas' days in Oklahoma City are numbered. And what the Thunder have to do between now and the trading deadline is get this dude out on the court, get him playing enough that some team might find him valuable um, and some team might trade for him, and give you a piece that you so desperately need. Maybe there's a sniper out there that that Oklahoma City can get, and somebody will take Patrick Patterson and Alex Sabrinas off your hands. I keep trying to figure out a way to put Andre Robertson in the trade. I just got to think that organizations are too savvy to trade for Andre Robertson right now without having seen him play extended minutes and be worried about that knee. I'm also I'm also of the opinion at this moment, again, all this working blind, that a change of scenery would do Alex Sabrinas some good to get out of Oklahoma City and get a fresh start someplace else. And that's one of the reasons why I think that we have seen guys flourish or at least improve when they leave Oklahoma City is that this, this atmosphere doesn't suit everybody. And you can talk all you want about cultures and what Oklahoma City has done and intrinsic values, but not everybody vibes with that. And not everybody's going to vibe with what the Lakers are doing out in Los Angeles, being stars and expected to win a championship or go to Golden State and know that Draymond Green is going to keep you in line. Everybody has certain people that they can work with. Everybody has certain people that they can't work with. And everybody's got puzzle pieces that they can fit together with. And I believe that Alex Sabrinas' time in Oklahoma City as a puzzle piece is over. And it would be better for him to go someplace else and get an opportunity to, to hit the reset button and just start fresh. I could be wrong, 
But that's what I'm going to stick with right now. That's my opinion and I'm sticking to it. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, James Harden has solidified himself as the MVP if, if this one thing happens, there is no way you cannot give the MVP to James Harden. I will tell you what that is next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The best way to get this podcast is just ask your smart speaker. Alexa, please play Locked on Thunder Podcast. Or hey, Google, please play Locked on Thunder Podcast. I think if you use the word please, they're more more receptive than if you just yell at them like I normally do. I'm just saying, don't do as I do, just maybe do as I say on that one. Uh, Also, there's Apple iTunes. You can subscribe at LockedOnThunder.com and LockedOnPodcast.com. We've even got Locked On Sooners. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. James Harden dropped 61 last night on the New York Knicks. And if you think about all the guys that have gone off in Madison Square Garden the last few years, very few of them have actually played for the Knicks. Carmelo Anthony five years ago scored 62 points in MSG. But for the most part, we've seen Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, all these guys having great games against the Knicks. And I just wonder at what point Do New York basketball fans quit being appreciative of these performances and start turning into an angry mob about these performances? Look, if that crap was happening at the peak and the Thunder were terrible, as great as that night might be for you buying that ticket and that being a money game, we're still going to be pissed. We're going to be going off and we're going to be just destroying Sam Presti for allowing guys to come into the peak and do that. And we're nowhere near the historic organization that the New York Knicks are. I just keep waiting for the Knicks fan uprising. It almost seems like Knicks fans have an uprising and then it calms down and there's some yelling and there's some screaming. They're just not willing to take action. And that action is, is you got to stop going to the game. But it is the NBA. There's a lot of fun players to watch. So I kind of get it. Kind of giving Knicks fans a little sympathy here because you are talking about the best professional sport in all of the world right now, in my humble opinion. And um, I think my opinion's right on that one. And not just because I talk about the NBA every day. Okay, maybe that has a little bit to do with it. But James Harden is solidifying himself as the MVP right now. In five games, he has scored he has scored an average of 52 points. Five straight games. In 31 games, he has scored over 30 points. And in that five-game stretch where he scored 52 Every one of his points, every one of his baskets has been unassisted. Just absolutely tremendous. But what is going to solidify him as the MVP is very simple. If the Houston Rockets end up in one of the top three places 
in the NBA standings, which means they passed the Thunder, and at last check, they were only a game behind the Thunder in the standings, then Harden's your MVP hands down. And I originally said a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a couple of podcasts ago, that I thought this was going to be the tightest MVP race we ever had because there were so many arguments to be made for so many guys that you wouldn't know exactly who to vote for. And there were so many arguments to be made that I I couldn't destroy you if you were voting for Giannis or Paul George or uh, Joel Embiid. But I looked at CBS Sports today, and they gave out their midseason awards. Harden was damn near a unanimous decision to win the MVP. And the only other guy that got any votes was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not Joel not Paul George. Now, George was a heavy favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. It was down to him and Joel Embiid. And then Rookie of the Year, everybody just went ahead and put Luka Doncic uh, on there. And I don't know who else you would vote for other than him. Um, I think the one guy that that does not vote for him for first place is just doing it to be kind of a pest. Um, But it just tells you how incredible James Harden's season's been for that many people right now to go, okay, yeah, he's doing it. And, and and really, I mean, if you think about when Russell Westbrook did it, the thing that put Russell over the top wasn't, it was it was averaging the triple-double. But he did it the year after Kevin left and Oklahoma City still made the playoffs and Steven Adams did not have that great a year and he was the main reason why everybody went, everybody just went, hey, we've got to vote for Russ. James Harden, with no Chris Paul last night, goes out, drops 61. He's got the Rockets in third place. They've had to deal with the Carmelo Anthony drama. You've had guys injured. Now, granted, it was Eric Gordon that hit the big shot last night, not James Harden, even though James Harden went out and dunked at the end of the game. But this is becoming Harden's MVP to lose. At this point, it is Harden's MVP to lose. It's not that other guys can't make cases, but you better start doing something spectacular. And unfortunately for Giannis Antetokounmpo, let's just say the Bucs, who are, who are the number one seed in the East right now, who have really started to live up to what they should have been living up to a couple of years ago. Even them being the number one seed, being better than the Raptors, being better than the Celtics and the Sixers and all these teams who are supposed to be better than them may not be good enough. And you may lose the award to a guy who's just on a third-place team. And I don't know that I want any part of James Harden at this point if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder because that dude is on a mission. And the Rockets are clicking. And a seven-game series with the Rockets could could be extremely tough. And it's one of those series that could tilt either way. And if the Rockets have home court advantage, yeah, I don't want that if I'm Oklahoma City. In fact, I'm trying to look at a playoff matchup right now other than if the Thunder were to play the Clippers that in the first round might not go seven games. That's how good and tight the NBA West is. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We will wrap things up and I will talk about the downside. Yes, there is a downside to being a man. What is that downside? Well, it played out when the Jazz took on the Nuggets. We'll talk about that next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for joining me today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you uh, being here, being part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you want to get Locked On Sooners as well as Locked On Thunder, there's an easy way to do that. All you got to do is go to your smart speaker and say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Sooners Podcast. There's also LockedOnPodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. And uh, today on Locked On Sooners, we talk about Jalen Hurts. We talk about Bedlam last night. Lots of stuff to get to. So if you're an OU fan or you're a college sports fan, do me a favor and check that out. Wrapping things up today on the Locked On Podcast Network, sometimes it just flat out sucks to be a man. Not a guy, a man. And here's the difference. If you didn't watch the Jazz and the Nuggets last night, there's some bad blood brewing between those guys, which is really good for the NBA. Because that's one of those games that's late at night, and it's not convenient for anybody on the East Coast to watch. If you think there might be some drama the next time that these teams play, you're more apt to watch. And that's always good for the NBA. It's always good for Major League Baseball if you say you've got the A's and the Mariners who might go toe-to-toe. At, at some point, and somebody's like, hey, man, I was going to go to bed, but these two teams are playing. I might stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning and watch it if I think there's going to be a fight. But if you didn't see it last night, Derek Favors gets tangled up with Mason Plumley and then throws him. He, he grabs him by the arm and throws him out of bounds. Well, if you're Mason Plumley at that point, you have two choices. You can either walk it off or you can challenge Derek Favors. And this is where it sucks to be a guy. Because everyone will tell you, walk it off. There's no reason for this to escalate. As a matter of fact, that was said on the broadcast last night. But there are just enough people out there who will say, don't get punked like that. Stand up for yourself. Go do something. And the minute you do... Then you find yourself getting ejected from a game. Derek Favors got ejected, probably should have got ejected last night, even for the throw, and then Mason Plumlee gets ejected. And then, of course, you've got, um, you know, you've got Jokic coming off the bench. Did not go onto the court, and on a technicality, he may not get suspended for it simply because he didn't go onto the court, but he did come off the bench, and I know that that's a violation of NBA rules, but as a guy, you don't win in that situation. You just don't. Because your only two choices are look like a wuss or get yourself kicked out of a game. That's a no-win situation. Once Derek Favors threw Mason Plumlee last night, Mason Plumlee was was put in a situation where he's like, dude, I got to choose. And I hate to say it, I would have done exactly what Plumlee did. I do that now. Not a good characteristic of me. When, when there's an opportunity to, to for a fight... Um, and I'll admit a lot of times I spoil for fights. Um, I'll stand up for myself even when I know I should walk away. But especially, look, if it's one-on-one and there's nobody in the room, I can walk away. If there are people in the room, 
And I think my manhood is going to get questioned. Oh yeah, I'm standing up. And it's not good. It's not good at all. So I totally identify with what Plumley did last night, but it ultimately was to the detriment of his team and the detriment of the Denver Nuggets. But if there's some bad blood brewing now between the Jazz and the Nuggets, let it flow because bad blood is always good for... It's always good for sports, period. But it's really good for sports where the year is extremely long and you're playing over 60 games a year. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss Port... Or not Portland, but how about Knopp? <laughs> Knopp in Oklahoma City who play tonight. And then we'll look ahead to uh, Milwaukee as Giannis is in town. And boy, Giannis and Paul George in the same court together. Man, tell me that's not tasty. All right, this is the Locked Thunder podcast. God, the NBA, it really is fantastic. We're out of here. Remember, be excellent to each other. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.